0: You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. What is your personality type? And how does that play into your communication style with your partner? So the podcast I did last month with my husband, Eric, if you listened to it, you heard that we talked about a leadership conference that he went to and what he learned during one of the personality workshops. Now, what he learned really helped with our communication. It was all about observation versus interpretation. And so many of you provided great feedback. Thank you for the emails and the Facebook messages, and you asked to learn more about it. So the woman who was hosting the workshop is here today to tell us more. I'd like to welcome Anna Poole to the podcast. Hi, Anna.
1: Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here today.
0: I am so glad that Eric connected us via email
1: because he told me later,
0: he said, you know, I probably butchered everything that Anna was explaining. Why Why don't you
1: talk to her? She's the expert. Well, he did a pretty good job, honestly, but I'm glad to add just a little more context to that and offer a couple of tools that your listeners can use to really help bring more understanding enjoyment and harmony into those, you know, most important intimate relationships.
0: Yeah, and that's that's really what we're all looking for. Now, a little background on Anna. Um, Anna did host the Myers-Briggs Personality Workshop. She's a career coach, an author, and owner of executivesavvyinc.com. She works with organizations and individual clients, if anyone listening is interested, to help them succeed in their careers, relationships. And specifically today, we're going to be talking about this personality workshop. Because Anna, sometimes giving feedback to someone can lead to misunderstandings and arguments. And that's what Eric and I were sort of running into. I mean, I know we've all been there before, but can you explain exactly what you were teaching at that leadership conference? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So the Myers-Briggs is this amazing self-assessment that's been used for over 70 years. And it was designed by a mother and daughter team, which I think is so interesting. Um, it was first published in 1943, and it, the whole philosophical purpose of it was to help people understand how we're different without having to kill each other. Yeah. So, if you think about it, that's that's very profound, right? Yeah. Um, and and how applicable is that to a, a partnership, a marriage? Um, so, what what the Myers Briggs does is it shows us how we are naturally wired to operate in the world across four different dichotomies. So, how we get energy how we take in information and share it back with the world, the criteria we use for making decisions, and how much structure we like to have in our life. And believe it or not, a lot of conflict can just naturally occur between those different dichotomies. And so understanding that helps us realize, whoa, this isn't really personal. My partner is just showing up the way he or she is designed to show up and we need to understand that and be able to talk our way through it. So so that's kind of the big philosophical component. You know, I use this in organizations, I've probably debriefed, you know, over a thousand, maybe two thousand of uh, individuals MBTI. So that's kind of a setup for this conversation.
0: Well, and what, what Eric and I were talking about in the last podcast, for anyone listening that didn't hear it, it was it was last month. It's a podcast right before this one. If you go to the podcast page at 991themix.com, is that Eric and I were making assumptions about each other's moods based on. Actions And yes, actions do speak louder than words, but we were assuming, oh, he he must be mad that last minute I, I canceled plans. And that was a lot of the times not the case. And what you taught, you did an exercise where you <laughs> yes. went up to the stage and slammed papers down and you asked everybody, you know, well, what did you see? And people were putting you in a mood you weren't in because you asked What did you see? What were you observing? And then then when someone said, well, you slammed your papers, you said, exactly. Now, how, how can that sort of translate to relationships?
1: Right. So in relationships, we tend to look at people's behaviors. We look at our partner's behaviors the quality of you know, vo- voice tone that they speak to us with, or the words that they say, or the fact that they're not making eye contact, or they've got their back to us a lot. And we automatically make assumptions about what that means, like, oh, you're in a bad mood, or oh, you're mad at me about something I said to you yesterday, or oh, you're thinking about quitting your job. You know? we, just, we make a lot of assumptions about that. And that's where things go haywire. Because once we say that to someone, we're kind of putting them in a small box. And it may or may not be accurate and it doesn't lead to a good resolution or a good dialogue typically. Does that yes. make sense to you, Elizabeth?
0: Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Now what like what's yeah. what's what's an exercise that someone can kind of do or what's um let's maybe do some role playing or give some examples of what someone should say and do versus what they shouldn't
1: say and do in that situation
0: just you know to kind of resolve a disagreement
1: absolutely so I've included in the resources section of the podcast uh, a template called dialogue with whole messages yes I have it right here in front
0: of me I'm glad you're referencing that because we're going to link that up (laughs) under the the show notes you can see it at 991themix.com so let's let's get into that
1: okay great So the purpose of this template, and you can can print this out and you can write out your message ahead of time. And this is what you have to do in the beginning because you have to really practice this. But you use it to create a a stronger connection with your partner and or to resolve a disagreement. And so um, let me give you an example from my marriage with Russ. We've been married for 30 years. Um, I would say the last 15 years, our marriage has just been amazing, primarily because of this whole message's tool. Um, as well as our understanding of MBTI. And we talk about this all the time. So, so let me give you an example. So let's say Russ um, Russ says something to me in a, a cranky tone of voice and kind of shuts me off and maybe it appears to me to be dismissive or something like that. And you know, I'm a sensitive woman, I, my feelings are hurt. And so in this new paradigm, what I can say to Russ is, hey, can I give you a whole message, <laughs> right? And he knows exactly what that means. And he's like, okay, yeah. And so the whole message has four parts to it. So very briefly, we explain kind of what happened, what was the triggering event. Um, I share what did I assume as a result of that? Then I share what did I feel? And then I share what I want or need. So it's a very, I mean, hence the name whole message. So we're communicating a lot of information in that little message. So that's so great. how I might say to him, that makes any sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And just just
0: to recap the four parts, when you blank, part two, mm-hmm. I assume or it implies that blank. Three, yep. then I feel, fill in the blank, and four, yep. what I want or need is blank.
1: That's and- right. So let me give you an example of how I might have responded to Russ. So Russ, when you speak to me in that tone of voice, so I get triggered by the tone of his voice almost more than what he actually says. So I just re- reference back to that. When you speak to me in that tone of voice, I assume that you're trying to hurt me, right? To be honest, that, that's just yeah. how it comes across to me. I, I assume that you want to hurt me. And then I feel angry, right? Now, just a little tip here about feelings. Um, feelings are really pretty simple usually. They're like glad, mad, bad, and sad. Something like that. If we say, I feel that, that's really more of an interpretation. So when you get to the feeling, step three, try and keep it really simple. And so I said, I feel angry, right? Right. And what I want or need is for you to speak with me with respect and love. There that's, you go. That's what I need. And, and you know what? Then his job is to paraphrase that back. So is what you said, you know, that when I speak to you in that tone of voice, you assume that I want to hurt you. And then you feel angry and you want me to speak to you with respect and love. And when he paraphrases it back and says, and typically he'll say, and that makes so much sense. I'm sorry. I was, I was, you know, I was thinking about something else. I was upset about something else had nothing to do with you or it did have something to do with you. And then sometimes he'll give me a whole message. (laughs) But But the amazing thing about it is it really resolves the upset feelings. And so instead of going into like a vicious cycle of what we call the blame game, you know, well, it's your fault. And yes, I just get to be an adult Represent my, my assumptions, my perceptions, my feelings, and my needs, and get it resolved. And so we don't have this big backlog of stuff that kind of gets in the way of our love and caring for each other.
0: Right. Because value of this. Yeah. And when you're in a, a relationship where you're both committed, it's, I think, important to remember that you're on the same team to to try to remember hey. that that it's not necessarily and it can get, you know, accusatory and pointing fingers and when people get tired or angry or hungry or frustrated then, you know, things can just kind of go awry, but this is an actual template of how to communicate that which again we have linked up here on the on the show notes at 991themix.com that you can download. It says dialogue with whole messages so you can actually practice this. I do appreciate though that you do say to your husband, "Can I give you a whole message?" <laughs>
1: Right. Yes. Ask permission first. It might not be a good time. It might not be a good time.
0: No, you are right about that. And that, that I think is something too, that comes with just knowing
1: your partner. If,
0: if you know that they've just come out of rush hour traffic and they're all wound up because they don't like to be on the road, maybe not the best time, but there's MBTI. How many different personality types are there?
1: There's 16 different types. Um, and each type has four letters. And so You know, and again, to bring this back to the relationship focus, um, when we understand our partner's MBTI type, what we can see is where we're similar and where we're different. So for Russ and I, um, I'm a big picture thinker. I'm always thinking about the future and what's possible. And, you know, I'm not really interested in the details. The details kind of annoy me and bore me. Russ, on the other hand, loves the details. He loves to focus on, you know, how the pieces work together to move up to the whole. And, some of our early conversations before we understood our differences were so conflictual and I would get mad at him, like, why are you always bothering me with all these little things that don't matter? And he's like, but I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to set you up for success. I'm just trying to help you, you know, manage all these little things. I'm like, oh my gosh. But once we saw, wow, we're just wired so differently and no one is trying to irritate anybody else. We just need to understand how to bring our gifts to the, to the relationship and share our gifts with each other. And it, Sounds, you know, kind of almost too sweet to be true, but the thing is, it really works.
0: Well, and I can see why you are asked to speak at these corporate conferences, too, because when I think about my husband, who's in a manager position, who has a lot of personalities that he needs to work with, I I get why it would help professionally or personally to know the other person's personality type. So that way you kind of know how to communicate with them because there are, I mean, I think back to when I was on sports teams, how there were some players, the more the coaches screamed at them, the better they played. I did not respond to that. I didn't respond (laughs) to that though. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that didn't motivate Mm -hmm. me. That terrified me. I didn't want to play for that coach. Like they had to learn how to coach each individual personality. And this test can be taken, which we linked up also at 991themix.com to find out what personality type you are. I just see the benefits of this, like I said, even beyond your relationships on,
1: on a personal side, just thinking about working
0: with colleagues and things like that. Oh my gosh, that is
1: so true, Elizabeth. So, you know, I'm an executive coach and I won't coach anyone until I know their MBTI type because oh. it's, literally, it's literally a different language. I speak different, how I communicate with people, especially in a coaching venue, is very much dependent on my understanding of their type preferences. And I think that's one of the reasons people often say to me, gosh, I feel like I've known you forever. I feel like our rapport is so strong so quickly. And what I don't say, but what is true is that I'm adapting my approach to them. So if they're an extrovert, I'm a bit of an introvert. I, I lean over to the extroverted side, and I communicate in a more extroverted manner. You know, and, and this is true for all the different dichotomies, and it's, it's so powerful. And I, I think it also helps us grow as people to become more flexible with our operating styles and how we express them. So yeah. just so much. You can tell I'm really passionate about this. I just see implications up the Yazoo uh, in so many directions.
0: Well, and I feel like it's almost like the the secret playbook has been revealed, but it yeah. shouldn't be a secret. <laughs> I mean, this would right. help with so many different types of communication. Um, Anna, I am thrilled that you talked with us about this today. And there's many layers to it. I mean, she did say there's 16 different personalities. So I encourage you to go to the Fifty Shades of K podcast page at 991themix.com. When you click on this episode today, you'll see everything linked up there. And Anna Poole goes all over the country and speaks at many different organizations. If you'd be interested in having her speak. My husband was very impressed with your presentation and I mean like I told you off, off the you. air on the phone, it helped our relationship. So thank you
1: for that, Anna. You're so welcome. It's such a pleasure. And I would just encourage listeners to take your MBTI, do your assessment, download the the whole messages template. My husband is a relationship counselor and he tells me the people who use the whole messages template almost invariably are able to turn their relationships around and optimize them so much more quickly and easily. So, it's it's worth the time. It is worth the time.
0: And again, you can get a hold of Anna at Executive Savvy with two V's, executivesavvyinc.com. Can people you don't mind if they just email you
1: directly? Oh, no, not at all. I'd love to hear from you. I'm 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 so excited and you know, over 20 years of experience seeing this. And I would love to chat with you if you're inspired to learn more about it. So please.
0: We'll make sure to get that linked up as well. Anna's email is anna at executivesavvyinc.com. Anna, thank you so much. I know you're also working on hacking the she suite. Can we have you back on another podcast to talk about that?
1: Oh, that would be wonderful. I, you know, I work with so many amazing female leaders and would love to explore the power of the unconscious bias that holds us back in our careers. So yes, please. All right. We'll make sure to get that on the calendar.
0: We'll have you back on 50 Shades of K. Thank you, Anna.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth Kay. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.